Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up Few podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. Now, if you're a corporate executive, entrepreneur, or someone looking to be pushed towards your next level of success, then our annual conference is for you. Four years strong, we have had world-class speakers, strategic breakout sessions, and top-notch entertainment. And this year is no different, except you get to enjoy it from your home. November 6th and 7th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The world is waiting for you to show up at your best and there is no more time to waste. So for more information, you can grab your ticket at riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. That's riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. And we look forward to seeing you there. Now today's guest is Rory Douglas. And we had an amazing conversation around financial literacy, around uh, mindset, vulnerability, and how to really pursue your passion. He has over 20 years experience in the entertainment and investment industry, empowering entrepreneurs to pursue their purpose. And he transitioned from entertainment to the financial services industry as a financial educator and high performance life coach, where he leads and mentors countless amounts of people, including CEOs, CPAs, attorneys, and six figure earners. And we talked about a staggering statistic that the average American is one to two paychecks away from being homeless. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, welcome Rory to the Rise Up For You podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I am too. So go ahead and share a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, I'm Rory Douglas. I'm actually um, a financial educator and an international best-selling author and also a life coach. And I have a passion to help people pursue their purpose in the areas of finance, uh, inspiration, motivation, and, and so on. I'm just pretty much a, a guru when it comes down to positive energy. It just oozes out of me. That's who I am, an entrepreneur for about 25 years. And I also run a financial firm in Southern California. Wow, amazing. Well, uh, you know, as we know in this day and age, the financial side is is so important to to understand, to master, to get past our own money kind of mindset stuff, you know, all of it. There's so much that goes into it. So share a little bit more about that as a financial educator. Um, what type of people come to you and how do you help? Well, as I said earlier, I have a passion to help people pursue their areas of finance. Mm-hmm. You know, right now in America, the average American, believe it or not, is one to two paychecks away from being homeless. Yeah. And one out of three Americans in debt uh, before the pandemic. So I work with uh, uh, retirees. I work with uh, uh, people who are basically entertainers, sports players. Uh, I work with just common people. But everything is all about financial literacy, helping people to get their financial house in order because we live in one of the richest countries in the world, but yet people are in debt, people are struggling. And most people don't really, really understand financial literacy and how money works. So I'm the type of person I actually love to show people how to get their financial house in order and pretty much get their shift together. I didn't curse, but shift their thinking. (laughs) 
yeah. just put it in perspective. So that's that's I work with a lot of different people, and we specialize in insurance, investments, education, also estate planning. Nice, nice. When you say struggling, do you believe that the struggle is um, mechanical? Like they just don't know where to put their money or that type of stuff, how to make it grow, how to make it work for them? Or do you feel the struggle is often mindset, more um, that, um, you know, messages they might've got as kids about money, why they can't make the money they feel they deserve, or maybe they don't even deserve they feel to make money. You know, a lot of it is subconscious as well, but do you see the struggles on both sides? You know, actually, it's a great question that you actually raised. When you talk about mindset, um, one of uh, the greatest assets we have in our life is not really monetary things, money and things of that sort. One of the greatest assets we have is actually a mindset. Most people are suffering from a lack of financial literacy because it's not taught to us. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why in my recent book, which is currently international bestseller, with uh, Kevin Harrington, Tony Robbins, and also Jim Britt. It's called Cracking the Rich Code, which means the average American really don't know about things like compounding interest, the rule of 72. So there's a lot of things that we haven't been taught. Just like doctors have a language and lawyers have a language, the rich and the wealthy have a language. Mm. Once you learn that language, you will have money for a lifetime and not a lunchtime. So it's really just not being given information. That's what it's all about, just information. But... In today's time, there's so many things that are available for us. We just pretty much have to entune people to what's available, and then they can make healthy choices. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the literacy part, right? Sometimes we don't we don't think about literacy as financial literacy. I love that 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 term, right? Because it is. There's so much to to learn and understand, and and like you said, so many people are check to check or you know trading hours for dollars, and and just thinking that's their lot in life, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, You know, I I think also, too, that uh, once people uh, basically learn basic finance one-on-one principles, which means start with the young young kids first, Mm -hmm. teach them basic finance one-on-one principles. And once you do that, it's, um, you know, when people get engaged and understand what's available, it becomes fun. Finance becomes fun because you actually are growing. Not only are you growing your money, you're growing yourself in general. So it's really about just getting involved, not being afraid. When you're financial literacy, don't let it, you know, throw you off track. Financial literacy is, is fun. It's giving you information that you didn't have, and it's going to be really exciting once you start to learn, because it's going to unlock a lot of things that's been holding you down, like debt, credit, and those type of issues. So just keep an open mind, but I, I highly encourage people to get involved with basic finance one-on-one principles. Yeah, I, I love that because I feel that oftentimes um, it's 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 like our relationship with money is also our relationship sometimes with food, with our body, with our relationships, with everything, you know, is, is compounded in a way, right? We can't compartmentalize our life. So oftentimes when we're struggling with money, we're struggling with other things or it's putting such a stress on us, right, that it's hurting us physically as well. So being able to understand you know, more about what you do and how uh, you, as a, as a person, a consumer, uh, you know, can get out there and, and make that money work for them. But share a little bit about some of the, the things that you mentioned before, the rule of 72, was that what you said? Yeah. What, yes. What's, what's you know, that? The rule of 72 is what all the banking institutions use. 
credit card companies, student loan, they all use a rule of 72. But you'd be surprised that most of the people who work in the bank don't even know about the rule of 72. <laughs> Yet the bank operates off the rule of 72. Now the rule of 72 is very easy. You can apply it for yourself. You simply take the number 72 and you divide it into any rate of return. And that's going to tell you how long it takes to double your money. So if I said 72 divided into four, that equals 18. That means your money doubles every 18 years. So you take this number 72 and you basically divide it into any rate of return. And that's going to tell you how long it takes to double your money. That's the reason why most people want to get credit cards. They can't seem to get out of debt because the rule of 72 applies to it. So it takes you a long period of time to pay the debt off. But once you understand how to get around uh, the rule of 72 and in, in terms of interest, you have to have compounding interest. So when we think about it, the banks in America, on average, give us about minus 1%. <laughs> right. They give us, okay? Inflation, and for those of us who don't know what inflation is, inflation is pretty much the devaluation of the dollar, less spending power. Inflation in America right now is about 4.5%. So if the bank is giving us minus 1% and inflation is 4.5%, we have to have at least 5% or greater just to beat taxes and inflation. So how do you get around all of that? You have to apply the rule of 72 and compounding interest. And compounding interest is just interest on top of interest. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the banks give us flat interest. That's the reason why financial literacy is so important. Once you understand how the game is played, you understand financial literacy, it's going to unlock a lot of different things. Wow. Well, that's a great little lesson right there. Because <laughs> I, I think I've heard of it, but didn't really understand it. And sometimes the terminology still is daunting. I know, and from myself and for a lot of people, you know, because it just seems like, okay, I don't get how I can get myself out of debt or get myself um, to a place of being able to actually save and not be, you know, one of those people that are a check or two away from homelessness, which is really scary. Um, so how is, you know, this day and age, October, 2020, everything that's going on, um, people out of work, people, you know, some people are thriving because industry, you know, there's some that thrive and some that die. Right. So, um, what, what's the, the kind of, uh, culture for you right now? Right now, believe it or not, in the midst of a pandemic, my business is totally exploding mm. because during this time, people are really, really trying to get their financial houses in order. Mm -hmm. But I do want the, the listeners and those who are looking, I want to give them some information to encourage them that uh, right now, during this time, you may have been laid off your job. You may be going through a lot right now. And, and I get it and I understand it. But you have to focus on what you're going to and not through. What I mean by focus on what you're going to and not through, which means you got to keep your excitement alive. You got to keep your hope alive. And whatever you're working toward, this is the time to do it. During a time where things are pretty much shut down, you want to you don't want to sit around and move around during this time. During this time, you want to really go to work. Go to work with your finances. Go to work with your with your understanding. Go to work with your education. And don't allow anything to steal your passion. Because I always tell people that your passion is going to lead you to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people right now during this time, they, they're losing hope. And they also are pretty much taking the eye off of their, their dream, what they're working toward. But I would encourage people to really, really get excited during this time, even though, though it's a pandemic and a lot of things are happening. But you got to get more determined and more motivated than you've ever been before towards your purpose or towards your, your dream 
or your goal. Always mm. tell people tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm, that's for sure, right? It's being able to look past your immediate condition or what you're experiencing and realize you're not that condition, right? You you can yes. move through it. And, and I love... Um, uh, some of the ways that you coach and help people like, you know, the, the, who am I question the, what do I want? You know, sometimes it, it's sometimes even I have a hard time answering that. What do I really want? You know, and some days you feel so clear and other days, you know, so how do you break through some of that? Because like I said, so much of the life coaching skills that you have come into play when it comes to the financial literacy as well. Yes. You know, the, what you have to do is I, I'm going to go back to passion again. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, a lot of these things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, it's habit. It's mm. habit. I mean, we do things by habit. You know, we go off to college, and a lot of times, is this really what I want to do, or am I doing it because of my parents' influence or my friends' influence? Mm-hmm. And by the way, the average college student changed their major at least four times. Wow. So I think it's so important to understand the journey, which means... In life, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs. But you really, really have to uh, take a hold of your passion, what you're passionate about. Because what you're passionate about, it'll not only lead to your purpose, it's going to keep you excited. So it's not going to be work when you're doing it because it's something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. But what we find in today's society, 85% of employees are dissatisfied with their job because mm-hmm. they're doing something that they're not happy about. They are basically doing it just to survive. But what I would like to do is, is, is help people to understand that it's not about surviving. It's about thriving. Mm-hmm. And when you're happy about something, you're going to thrive. And that's what it's all about. So what I would say is, you know, tap into your passion. You know, sometimes it may seem unconventional because you like to do pottery. But if, if that's your passion, do it. Mm. And I think everyone is building a masterpiece. Everyone is building a masterpiece. You are an artist when it comes down to yourself. Nobody can do it like you. No one knows you better than you. You are an artist. But one thing about um, a masterpiece and one thing about the artist, the artist have a hammer and a chisel and he's chipping away or she's chipping away at their dream and what they want to do. And it takes time, but you got to keep something in mind. As long as you keep chipping, you keep chipping, eventually you're going to create your masterpiece. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And the thing too about passion, I believe, is that, I mean, hey, if we can actually make money on our passion, that's great, right? That's great. But like you said, even if it's just maybe your passion's your hobby right now while you're still working and maybe not at a job you love 100%, but you know, it's, it's, it's there, it's, it's paying the bills and, and to have a sense of gratitude for that, right? Even if it's not the be all end all, you know, where you want to be, but still work on the passion projects. Cause that will at least balance that out for you. What, yeah. You yeah that's funny that? you said it, I always tell people, you're not a true entrepreneur. If you don't turn your nine to five into your five to nine, which means you have to be willing on working 16 hours a day mm. because you got to invest in yourself. And what I find in life, you're only going to be doing two things. Either you're going to be working to fulfill someone else's vision or working to fulfill your own vision. So what you have to do is you have to look at how much time am I investing in myself? Right. If I'm always consuming myself with other things and not investing in myself, 
that's how most of us get to that place in life where we have no direction because we've lost ourselves. That's why I keep leading back to passion, which means turn your hobby into your job. Mm-hmm. By the way, my definition of job is just overbroke. <laughs> That's my definition, just overbroke. The bottom line is, is that if you have a job and that job is your career, then it's no longer your job. It's your career. It's something that you love. Mm-hmm. But just having a job just to pay the bills and to keep your head above water that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking against jobs. But what I'm saying is, if it's your job and your career, turn that job into your career. If it's your, is it just a job, work your hobby and turn your job, your hobby into your career. That's my point. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Because ultimately that is the... I mean, that's the the best place to be, right? Ultimately, that yeah, is the best yeah, place to be. They the say, place. yeah, if you your passion, you're you you know get out of bed. You're not. It's not feeling. It just affects everything. It affects everything. So, are you finding people coming to you now um, with complete? Um, I want to say career changes, but you know, definitely looking in different directions right now. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that because, like, right now, like never before, mm-hmm. people now are coming with, it's time for me to do something for myself. Because right now, when you look at over 40 million Americans have been displaced and lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. People put their hope in, in the jobs. And I, I get it, it's a pandemic. But the bottom line is, is that when you invest in yourself and you create something for yourself, no one can lay you off. <laughs> and I think that we give people too much control of our lives. So that's why even if you are working a job, make sure that you're creating something that's going to sustain you in case you lose your job. And, you know, all of it is pretty much what we're accustomed to. You know, we are raised to go to school, get a good education, get out, get a job. Well, college doesn't teach you how to start a business on your own. So I would encourage people to learn how to start a business on their own because in today's society the average millionaire has six streams of income Mm. and the average american has two jobs so it's your choice two jobs or six streams of income i lean towards six streams of income yeah let's let that hang out there for a second (laughs) that's great yeah i think it's easy to just um I don't want to say put down, but but like, oh, it's easy for him, right? Oh, it's easy for them. Oh, they get all the breaks or they live in the, you know, the right environment or, you know, all these other excuses. But we hear so much on the flip side, people that started with nothing, people that were in foster care, people that, you know, had so many challenges still rise up above that to be able to be, um, you know, successful, whatever that means to them. And I am one to right away tell people my story. And I'm glad. Well, you're a great interviewer. <laughs> I'm, I'm right away to tell people my story. Yeah. You know, when I was in school, I was most likely, number one, most likely not to succeed. Mm. I got kicked out of every elementary school and every high school. I was labeled a troubled youth. I was not a troubled youth. I had a disability that was undetected. And that disability was called dyslexia. I was reading things backwards. Mm. So I was an A student. I can articulate everything that the, the teacher was saying, but I had a disability. And I was, I was ashamed of that disability. I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. So what would happen? Whenever there was a test or open book, I would create some destruction just to get 
thrown out of the class. So I don't have to face my disability. Wow. So I always tell people that uh, you can have a disability, but you don't have to be disabled. Yeah. That's why it's important that you have to speak out. When it's something that's bothering you, I encourage people to, to speak out, tell it. Go, go to someone you can trust and confide in and tell them. But it was, for me, my breakthrough was when I was a young kid, I was driving with my mom. My mom uh, is, is my mentor and my idol. My mom raised my brothers and my, and my sister pretty much working three jobs by herself. And my mom is my idol. And one day we were going down the road and was going someplace. And my mom, we were in a hurry. She said, listen, read those instructions. Which way do I go? And I was afraid to read the instructions. I did the same thing I was going to do in the class. I tried to divert the conversation. Mm. She goes, no, read those. And I began to read them. And I was reading them wrong. Mm. And she knew something was wrong. So my mom immediately immediately took me to the principal and our counselors. And I took some tests and they found out what was going on. And after I started getting um, some help in the areas of, of dyslexia, I ended up beating uh, uh, my, 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 my disability. And uh, I went from um, having bad grades to a straight-A student. So, wow. you know, I have a story. And that's a good story. So I always let people know that um, don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. It's power and vulnerability. And I think in today's society, uh, a lot of times we're taught to be perfect. We're taught to be macho. Real men don't cry. I cry all the time. And I'm a real man. But the, bottom, but the bottom line is, it's all about exposing the vulnerabilities and taking the power out of it. So if you get a, a problem, speak out. Go to someone you can confine in. Get help. It's a great time. That's, that's why I'm so excited about it. It is a great time. I mean, no other time in history could you just... Google anything and <laughs> inf right. information and how to and so many things, you know, for free. I mean, basically for free. So and thank you so much for sharing that story, because I think, uh, you know, that that is so important to uh, to our listeners, too, because I know they're probably thinking about their story and like, yeah, you know, I had this and had this challenge and this struggle. And and like, you know, like you said, you would divert and you would protect yourself by running away or some people do it by being the class clown or by, you know, uh, acting out in different ways. But um, but that's a beautiful story. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I love You're that. Most welcome. I always yeah. like to show people that side uh, because uh, it's really not about the accomplishments. It's not about all of the awards and things of that sort because it is that struggle that gives me the passion and that gives me the motivation to be excited about what I'm doing. And uh, my main objective is is to try to infect as many people as possible with positivity mm. because, you know, in today's society, there's so much negativity that's going on that you have to really, really keep yourself focus and honed in on what is happening. And you have a choice to say things are either happening to you or they're happening for you. So I encourage people to say it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. Uh, I'm getting better. I'm not going to get bitter. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about. And just know that in order to enjoy something really, really good, you got to go through a struggle sometimes. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. That just makes us stronger, you know, and, uh, and, um, yeah, I love this. Uh, I love nature because nature has so many examples of this, right? How struggle, yeah. it, like the butterfly, right? If you were to help the butterfly out of the cocoon, it wouldn't 
live the because it needs to struggle to get the blood pumping through the wings and make it beautiful and so yeah it's it, there's so many examples in nature about that and there's so many examples within ourselves if we just look at it like okay this really was you know wasn't good and was hard but what did i learn from it how how can i grow how can i like you said be positive and, and shift my mindset around it as coming out the other side like okay I often say there's no failure. It's just research, right? We're just researching. Right. Like, this works? Man, nah, this doesn't work. People, I always tell people there's never any losses. It's just lessons. Mm, yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Well, great. This is a great segue into our power questions. So let me ask you, what book has had a massive impact on you? Uh, Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil. Mm. That's a great read. Nice, nice. Yeah, that is. That's a good one. How about a quote that you live by? God never squeezes us. He only stretches us to widen our territory. Ooh, I like that. Beautiful, beautiful. If you could leave the world with one final message, like your golden nugget, what would it be? Strive to be the best version of yourself every single day. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. How can we uh, find and support you? They can simply go to RoryDouglas.net. I'm going to say it again, RoryDouglas.net. You can get all of my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook feeds there. And also, they can go to AquafinancialCenter.com. AquafinancialCenter.com. And I'm also conducting free financial literacy workshops during time of pandemic. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Our final question. As you know, we are rise up for you. So when you hear that phrase, what does that mean to you? When I hear the phrase rise up, I think about there's something that's inside of every one of us that is its greatness. In other words, you have divine greatness inside of you. And when I think about rise up, it tells me to not only rise up, but to wake up and grab all of those special things about you and allow the world to be able to feed off of that. So you become a power pack of inspiration, energy, the best version of yourself, you got to rise up, which means you can't rise up unless you stir it up. And that's what it's all about. Stir up the gifts that, that are inside of you and rise up. Mm, beautiful, Rory. Well, thank you so much for your time today, for your wisdom. I know it really served our audience and I just I love the work you're doing in the world. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. And it was a pleasure talking to you. By the way, some incredible questions. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.